more than just a pretty face in their closet podcast with lisa l moore and i'm your host l moore l's podcast discusses how we feel on the inside versus what is displayed on the outside these trendsetters challenge you to declutter your mind and alter the way you think join the conversation as l speaks with guests about couture careers fashion love and labels i just want to say you are always so supportive i remember from the first time when i did that first keynote my agenda is to make well known of the many talented women that i have been blessed to meet and collect over the years out of the box dialogue sure to leave a mark on your soul this is in their closet podcast to In Their Closet. I'm your host, Elle Moore, and today I'm joined by Denise Smith, known as Denise Moore. Denise is an American model, actress, and producer. She has displayed her many talents for five consecutive years on showcases, such as Rip the Runway, which aired on BET in New York City. Denise's passion for acting and modeling inspired her to become a New York resident, where in addition to being continually involved in magazine shoots and fashion runways, she also landed a brief role in the popular television series, Law and Order. Recently, Denise aired on the hit TV series on Oprah Winfrey's own network, Ready to Love. Given this opportunity, Denise is sure she can not only display the knowledge and skills she has gained, but also unleash her true potential. She's currently a resident here in Houston, Texas, and a guest on In Their Closet. Welcome, Denise. Hey, what's going on, girl? I've been Thank trying you to get you on here. Me. Finally. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that our, our paths finally crossed this yes. summer. Yes. Like, I've seen you so much around and about in Houston, but we have a mutual friend. Yes, we do. Billy Sorrells. Hey, shout out, bro. <laughs> hey, Billy. <laughs> so I was working with Billy this summer. I interned for him. I was a publicist. I did his closet. I also did worked on a pilot for his podcast. So... I've gotten to know Billy really well. He's a really good mutual friend of ours. Wonderful guy. And Wonderful. he treated both of us. We went out to lunch and we got to talking. And I was like, you got to come on the show. Oh, yeah, bro. I feel like you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> uh, I saw you post on your timeline that it was a runway with you walking on BET's Rip the Runway. I didn't even, I remember watching that. Yeah. So it was like a full circle <laughs> moment. I'm like, what are you doing? That's you? No, yes. Oh my girl. gosh. Yes, I did Rip the Runway from 2006, no, 2005, mm-hmm. 6 to 2010. Wow. So I've done it for five years consecutively. I used to, could not wait for it to come on because they would have like people performing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, girl. That is crazy. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, I've. <laughs> I've done some stuff. You've done a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I I recognize you as the face on season three show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I first saw you. And then I began to read your bio and it said that you were an actress. So you were on Law & Order. That's one of my favorite shows. Yes, I was on Law & Order. Okay. Yeah. I was on Law & Order. I also, my background is modeling. Okay. So I've done the Essence magazine. I got a spread in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Source magazine, the Dub magazine tour. This is when, you know, the magazine hype was. Yes. It. 2005. Yes. You got yes. the King magazine yes. and the Hush and the Show. <laughs> I can the beauty of the week. Yes. I've gotten approached to do those those magazines, but I wanted to... When you get in this industry, you want to make sure you make the right steps for yourself yeah. and not get typecast. Yeah. So 
back when King Magazine, you know, was around, they were like 5,000. But then it was like, if I do King Magazine, there is no shade to King Magazine. Yeah. But that would set a tone for myself. Yeah. I couldn't go to Essence. Yeah, I agree. So I went to Essence first. And, you know, hey, did that. And let me see. I moved to L.A. and I did uh, Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've done, yeah. The TV done. show. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did you get an agent when you started acting? Did you take acting classes? Is it something you went to school yes. for? Yes, I've taken acting class. Well, 2005, let me just give you a background. Okay. I left Grambling 2003. Okay. You know, I, I went on a, a track scholarship. Came back home 2004. I was like, you know, I need something to do different with my life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something that I love, that I would wake up 4 o'clock in the morning. I love beauty. Okay. I love fashion. I love being crazy, silly, all that <laughs> stuff. You know, so yeah. I said, let me tackle something that I've, let me go somewhere that I've never gone before that's so foreign to me mm-hmm. and just show my potential. And I had $200 and I left with my clothes, my drawers, my shoes, three bags, and I left and moved to New York. Did you know anyone in New York? I didn't know anyone. I knew one person, and that was it. Were you going there for casting? Or? I just went there, and I said, oh I'm going to live God. my dream. Where were you going to stay at, Denise? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Girl, this should be a book. Well, I knew a friend <laughs> okay. from Grambling, okay. and I said that, you know, I'm going to go here. I'm going to come. And he was like, well, you know, you can come stay in my mom's basement, grind it out. Oh, wow. And I was just reaching out my resources and was just like, God, I know you got me. Yeah. And I've been through the homelessness. I've yeah. been there not not having and, you know, it's life. And here you are. And here I am. You know, they say, like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. You can make it anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I'm going to start with New York. <laughs> yeah. The first, thing, the first thing I did was learn the trains. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So then you ended up in L.A. I ended up in L.A. And I wanted something different for myself. Mm-hmm. Tap into the a different side of my creativity. Okay. And started content creating, creating okay. TV shows. I've, I've gotten so inspired with the people, the amazing people that I've met. Mm-hmm. Some of the celebrities that I look up to and, you know, wish to work with. I'm in the room with them just listening and I'm learning, and I'm paying attention. So I created TV show. Okay. And I said, I got this. Okay, all right. All the while, still filtering, you know, filtering out, finding my niche. And then Mad Men came. Wow. You know, and just stuff just started landing. Yeah, I yeah. remember that show. Like you've done some very successful shows. Yeah, season seven, episode eleven. Wow. Black woman. Wow. And it's hard to get on those type of shows. <laughs> yes. You said Mad Men. I was thinking, really? Yeah. Impressive. Yep. Law and Order is impressive. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess it shouldn't be any surprise that out of all the people who auditioned for Ready to Love. You were one of the people who made it to the show. Yeah. And then not only did you make it, you were one of the pivotal characters in the show. Um, your personality stood out, and you kind of drove the ratings that season for the show. <laughs> your personality, your antics, I mean, like getting naked, jumping in the pool. I mean. That body. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Ready to Love. In 2016, you had a relationship that was abusive after the first six months, it says in your bio. And that kind of 
um, that situation there ended up basically bringing you back to Houston. Yes. How did that relationship affect who you would become before we met you on Ready to Love? Well, first thing I would say is before I even considered or decided to do Ready to Love, mm-hmm. I had to make sure that I was healed first. Yes. Before going on something like this. So I won't project that baggage or that other stuff, yeah. you know, from the past relationship. It was only six months. Mm-hmm. So the loving, the being in love, all that didn't even make it that far. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? For wow. me to be like, oh, it was a tug of war. And I'm just going to give it to you straight shot. No chasing. Yeah. It wasn't even like that. Okay. You just start seeing who that person was um, in the beginning. And before I was able to find a way out, you know, things happen. So I had to make sure that that experience didn't affect how I would feel or how I would, let's say, go about dating somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a six-month relationship, it was bad enough for you to say, I'm out. Were you powerful enough or did you have that in you to say, like, I'm walking away from this? Or did circumstances make that situation end? Well, circumstances made that situation end, but I was already in the process of transitioning out. Okay. Um, I think that discernment in the beginning, sometimes we sit back and we like, you know, we're so in tune with how this person make us feel. Yeah. And not look at who this person really is. Mm-hmm. And if this is somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, yeah. their mannerisms, their habits, the way they talk to you, their state of mind, how they view their future, mm-hmm. you have to feel like you're comfortable. And I'm not going to lie, like, I think I desire love so much. Yeah. I overlooked certain things. Yeah, a lot of us do I can that. Hon- And I can honestly say that. So when I found out that okay, what type of person this was, now my mind is like, now how am I going to get out? Now see, now now see, now because I wanted love so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking, I'm not even looking at these red flags and now I'm getting the the, the red flags after the math. It's like you got to pay attention first. Yeah. Um, I had someone here and we were kind of sort of talking about that um, in the previous episode. We were talking about how important it is to recognize in yourself what you desire in a relationship so that you start to recognize this isn't going to be on paper. This might be a good person or I'm in a place right now where I'd love to be in a loving relationship, but not at this cost. And I'm willing to walk away because I recognize these triggers and me that are not going to work with you. Right. Uh, And when you say triggers, I think it's more acknowledging and aware of what type of person you're dealing with. Yes. You know, a trigger can be something, somebody says something real fast, oh, wait, and it triggered you. Yeah. No, right now, you're paying attention to the signs. Mm -hmm. That's not a trigger. That's face value. That's, you know, who you're dealing with, you Mm -hmm. know? And, yeah. After that, it was only one time for me, and I'm out. Yeah. I'll drop everything, and I left. So throughout Ready to Love, I think that you touched on a relationship that you had experienced from that had prevented you from dating for a while. Was that this relationship or was there something prior to this one? That prevented me from dating for a while. Because wasn't it, didn't, I thought that on the show that you had said that you went like 15 or 17 years without dating, that you weren't in a relationship for. I wasn't in a relationship 
I've only had three relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one, I don't even know if it was like a real one because it was like your best friend, sweetheart. Yeah. Everyone knows that y'all are like a thing, but y'all are really not a thing. Yeah. And I think my heart was so open to that monogamy within that realm of who we were to each other. You know what I mean? Like, I was so stuck on who we were to each other, even though we wasn't together, but we were, you know? Wow. It allowed me to not pay attention to who else come. And I think, I guess that's what I meant about years. Okay. And also, moving to New York, I wasn't focused on relationship. I was focused on survival. Okay. Even in L.A., I was focused on survival. But then I wanted it. Okay, so when you were so, saying on the show that you hadn't been in a relationship in years, you were saying you hadn't been in like a serious committed type. Of not, not that I haven't okay. been dating, but I haven't been in a serious. Okay. I didn't allow myself to open up to feel that because I was on a journey. Okay. Yeah. So since the show has aired, which was on a huge platform, yeah. how's your dating life? Girl, it's I, <laughs> girl. <laughs> It's all right. You know, good girls never tell, but Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm good. This is in their closet podcast. Okay. All right. But, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. did it expose you to more men? Have you, like, had an opportunity yes. to have more options, better options? It exposed me to different kind of men. Yeah. I get those men, like, those dudes don't know who they was handling. Right. I got you. Yeah. And then send me flowers. Yeah. I'm like, well, how did you get this address? Wherever oh your gosh. business, wherever your business address, I'm like, <laughs> look. <laughs> and, you know, I've gotten a few tickets flown out, a little right. bit taken care. Right. You know, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, geez. It's nice. It's nice. It's very nice. It's a little overwhelming, but hey. You knew that it was going to happen. I mean, you know. You went on the show. So the cool thing is that even though you didn't meet someone from the show, you had an opportunity to meet someone because of the show. Didn't you meet people because of the show? Because of Ready I met to Love? people because you know you, you little tongue tied over. This it. is not this is not a, this is not an interview to tie you up or to get you in a bad position. This is all pre recorded. It will be edited out. Anything you I don't know, want. Girl. This is not to make you look in a bad light. It did give me an opportunity to meet. Would I say better? Yes, better men. Okay, I love different that. different caliber of men. Men I can learn from. Not saying that I can't learn from any of the other men. Yeah. But, you know, someone that's on your level. Yeah. Yeah. So during the show for Ready to Love, you dated, I know that you dated Tony, Kalfani, and who was your third interest? Because don't you guys have three interests? It was David. I know David. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the cast, like a lot of you guys have said, like, you guys are big family now. Like, are you still in contact with a lot of members of the cast? I mean, I don't think we'd be family if we thought about smashing each other, but <laughs> well, that I guess too. if that's what we gonna if that's what we gonna go with, okay. <laughs> so you came back to Houston. I mean, <laughs> Did you have an opportunity to revisit and think about it? Like maybe, maybe now that the show's over, we should try dating privately as citizens. Well, you know, things happen the way that they happen. There was there was there was some circle backs a little bit trying to figure it out. Yeah, I love but, that. You no, know, just focus on his career real quick. Yeah. Go ahead and make this bag real quick. And What's the career we're it. focusing on? I mean, well, you know, I wrote two TV shows, so I'm wow. I'm, I'm pitching one. Okay. And then there's a couple of things I can't speak about, but yeah. 
So after the show aired on Ready to Love, because I see that you like to be in front of the camera. That's kind of like your natural place where you've studied and where you, you wanted your career to go. During the show or after the show, you said that you were acting. How much of that was the reality of the show when you dating or are you performing? Well, in the beginning, let's just say, you know, my resume speaks for itself right. as being an actress yes. in the entertainment business. So for me, I'm open. So this is a job for me. Yeah. And if it just so happened to where <laughs> I do find something, then it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm not going I'm not going to paint a perfect picture or paint a facade and be like, "Oh, okay, it's good. Now we all know what we went on. You we all know what we did it for." Okay. You know, we can fake, we can pretend. Mhm. And make it like it's perfect patty, but we all have brands. We all have businesses. Yeah. We all have that. So either two things, either you're going on there for love for real. Yeah. And you're promoting your business. Are you just doing it just for something to do? You will be crazy not to further go your business. Not going to go back to McDonald's working and you were just on a big nationwide television show. You're not. You're not going to smart do, business decision. Come on, yeah. yeah. So in the end, both of them was there. I can't say. Yeah, but I the love, jumping in in the pool and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that you're saying this because you know now that I was dating someone on the show in season three, and when he presented the show to me, he said, "You know, I have a brand. I think this would be a great opportunity for me to show my brand on the show." He had a girlfriend, which was me. But he wasn't going on there for love. He was going on there to promote his brand. So, hmm. I lo- and a lot of people, hmm. so one of the things that upset me so much is that watching this show, I was thinking, I've been watching this show for years now, but watching this show, a lot of people would say like, I'm on here, I'm really on here for love. And then there are some people that I know since the show has aired that are still auditioning for television shows right. that are still pursuing an acting career. So the thing that I have to say is, probably towards own, like how do people know that they're coming on the show? You probably have half a cast coming on here with the intentions of finding love. And then you have other people on here who are specifically on here to expand their brand. Mm -hmm. Is there like a conversation that own has with you guys or is just understood? I mean, here's the deal. You have to look at every opportunity as an opportunity. Okay. So what are the odds of you getting on a TV show, the own network, yeah. and not, you know, they're giving people a platform and an opportunity to run with it, to change your life. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. And whether you find love, you find love. If you don't, you don't. Look at Liz. She's wonderful, and she's expanding her business. Yeah. You can do both. Yeah. It is possible. I don't want people to get stuck in, oh, okay, so she was just on here to, to promote a brand. Yeah, I, I got kids. I have to feed now. <laughs> People, yeah, you know, yes, yeah. So some, so some of the behavior that you sh- showed during the show was because I'm making a, this a great show. This is going to be a great experience. You're going to talk about me. You're going to know my name when the show is over. That too, and also that you're going to let you know that you're not going to play me. You're not going to manipulate me. <laughs> still at the same time. So let's talk about Calfani in, <laughs> in this vein because Calvani played, I'm going to say Calfani played the game. He mm-hmm. went all the way to the end, and then when he came home, he told Adriana, listen, I have a girlfriend, so this isn't going to continue. Hmm. So... 
Calfani got a bad rap, but the truth is, is that most people were Calfani on the show, like promoting their brand, having a great experience, you know, in a bubble, and then at the end saying, this isn't going to go past the show because I'm here for the show. He got a bad rap. What was your perspective on that? My perspective was just to keep it real. Yeah. From the beginning. Be Absolutely. authentic. Absolutely. Be straightforward. Hey, I was dating someone um, in the beginning. I don't know where we are right now. She left. So I, I'm just on the whim. Let it be known. Right. You know, instead of saying, oh, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle and see what it is. Us women, when you say you're single, you have no attachment. Right. Right? Right. But if you have an attachment, allow us to make the decision and don't take that decision away from us by, how they say, having your cake and eat it too? Yeah. Something like that. I just I just think it could have been handled different. But, you know, hey. So who am I? Who am I to say? <laughs> you and I were talking about like a dating, a dating experience. If you're dating someone, is there an expectation that once you start dating them, they stop dating everyone else, or is there a conversation that needs to be had first that says we're exclusive, we're committed, we're not going to date anybody else, or is it understood? Like, is there like a time frame? Is there like certain things that happen that make the relationship a relationship? What's your take on that? I think it should just be the authentic conversation. Just, you know, you have to feel the person out. Yeah. I think it should be to me. Mm -hmm. And everybody's not like me. I'm straightforward. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not seeing anyone. There's no one that's calling me bae. Yeah. That I know of. You know, I'm very attentive to... To, to someone who likes me, I'm I'm there with you. Yeah. So at the same time, like, tell me. Yeah. I can handle it. I'm a model. I get told no a lot. So if you say, <laughs> hey, you know, I like this thing where we're going. I do have other options. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure it out. Okay, cool. So I know how to handle myself. Right. I got that too, babe. Right. It's nothing. So if we want to take it to another level, then we'll take it to another level. Then you'll start doing things without me even having to tell you. You know, or yeah. or even show you. You'll start showing me. Yeah. Are you a multiple dater or do you like to date one person at a time? I'm learning <laughs> to be a multiple dater now. <laughs> this was a part of the conversation you and I were having. <laughs> I'm learning to be a multiple dater because I'm so used to who I like, who I like. It's yeah. like, if I like one person, I want to do all things yes. with you, babe. That's yes. just that. And nobody else matters. So that means I can be myself. I can yeah. hang from a chandelier and you don't care. Yeah. You know? Like, I can do that as opposed to getting all these different energies. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I can't. It's like, I can't. can't I'm, I, I would be used to having not enough. Yeah. You know, when you're used to dating so many people, yes. you're, in, you're used to that. As a multiple dater, I, w I will agree with you in regards to that. Um, I like to date like maybe two or three. I like to keep my options open. Yeah. But after maybe the third date, and when I what I consider a date is like dinner, a movie, um, sitting on the couch talking with a glass of wine. I don't consider it like an intimate mm -hmm. affair. So when I say I'm a multiple dater, I like to get to know men and not one at a time, but maybe a couple so that I'm not, I don't have all my eggs in one basket, but I definitely understand the process of just wanting to date one person at a time so that you're not confusing all the energies. Yeah. So I get what you're saying completely. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to have to, 
I just want to share me with four, five, six people. Yeah. You know, I'm very, uh, I'm picky when it comes to kissing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I'm just, I, I love to kiss. I don't like I to kiss multiple people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like the weirdo like that. I just, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm learning yeah. to date multiple people. So how are you liking it now? Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But it's crazy because it's like I'm sitting there having dinner with this one person and then all of a sudden he says something that reminds me of the next one. And then oh I start gosh. laughing at a joke that oh he didn't say. Nah, I ain't paying attention to what this dude say. It's just, <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> what I've learned is much. with dating multiples, <laughs> it kind of keeps your options open. It keeps your time busy yeah. so that mm -hmm. you you don't get to immediately involved in one that you really like. Yeah. And you can kind of pace yourself. As a woman, I feel like it allows him to kind of pursue me a little heavier. Yeah. And and lets him say, like, I don't want you dating nobody else. I see. I'm on, okay. Wait for that one. <laughs> I see that you've yeah. been, you, so you're not available Friday? No, I'm I'm busy on Friday. You ain't available. Listen, well, Sunday. You, huh? Right. Exactly, yes. yes. I got you. Come and get me. Fight for me, boo. <laughs> <laughs> men fight okay yes, let them know how you feel I like to be pursued and I like a man to tell me his feelings show me your, how you feel yeah. don't be a macho all the time cause we want a teddy bear at some point yeah. to know that you can comfort our emotions and our feelings Yeah, be hardcore all the time so you, know. you were like one of the boldest people on the show and that's your personality in real life I would say like that's how you are I feel like you're very passionate yeah very intense but you're very down to earth and you have a really good heart yeah. so have people come and approached you when they see you do they come and talk to you what's your experience yes. been like since yes I've had it's like they'll stare at me like you look familiar like you look familiar where I know you from like where you know <laughs> and I'll just joke with him a little bit like what do you know <laughs> yeah you're that girl. You're that you're that lady. And I'm like, yes, it's me. <laughs> I've had one. I went out to eat one time and I had this one lady try me. Oh, my gosh. I had on these cute glasses, these cute shades. Mm -hmm. And she came over and was like, I just had to come over here. I seen you was on that show. I just want to let you know that you did good. Both of y'all did good. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Da, da, da. And then she snatched my glasses and put them on her face. Oh, my gosh. And almost broke them. And I'm just sitting there looking at it like, oh, you trying to test me. I was like, they look good on you, girl. Matter of fact, you can have them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, no, you're not finna, don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Well, she she, she overstepped her boundaries for sure. She overstepped her boundaries. But then you were trying to get in a, get a oh, thing out of me. okay. Get a reaction try, out Yeah, of try me, to get a reaction sure. out of me to see if I still had the same attitude like yeah. I did on Ready to Love. And I was like, they look good on you, girl. You can have them. Because it's shades. Yeah. They $9. You can have them. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to communication school, started for broadcast journalism, I wanted to be an anchor. And then I started to have to do auditions. And when I saw that camera, there's a camera and then there are like five people behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And that made me so nervous. And I realized like, I don't like for people to look at me. I don't like, I want to be behind the scenes. So, <laughs> so hence we have a podcast. I, I yeah. changed my major to radio, but I would be so nervous with that spotlight. That's obviously something you're comfortable with. And so you know the correct way to handle people when they approach you in public. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't try to niche off. She's already well equipped for this. <laughs> <laughs> She's steady yeah. for years. <laughs> so 
Um, when I saw you, I told you, I said, I've been wanting to talk to you because I wanted to tell you that you were right. Mm -hmm. One of the things on the first episode, one of the things that you said to one of the young men that was on the show, you called him a narcissist and you got a lot of flack for that. And people were like, how could she tell in five minutes? I got so nervous. I was like, who is this woman? And how did she like, you can't meet a person in five minutes and tell that. I had been dating this person for about two and a half years and I was just like, I don't know what she's talking about. And I started Googling it and researching it and finding out the definition of that. I'm going to tell you what it says when I pulled it up. It says it's an inflated sense of self-importance, excessive attention, commonly in men, fragile self-esteem, takes advantage of others to set up what they want, um, envious, expect extra favors, exaggerated achievements, a sense of self-entitlement, secretly a low self-esteem, has a self-sense of importance. Now, I'm looking at <laughs> you get a drink and I'm like, how did, what, wait a minute. <laughs> now that I have researched this, now that I have an identity of what that looks like, I can spot it in five minutes too. Mm -hmm. And I want to apologize to you on behalf of anyone who doesn't know what a narcissist is because once you know, you do know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Know, I know this person, not on television. I know this person in real life and that unfortunately is. But I also want to say when people think of a narcissist, they might think of this monster. They might think of someone that's just evil and rude and is it nice. In fact, they're, they're very nice. In fact, you can be misled for quite some time by the personalities of a narcissist. That's one of the key traits. Absolutely. So as I've learned, I've learned more and more about this type of personality. And what's your experience in this background? Like, did you date someone like this? Well, I almost lost my life to one. Wow. That's the domestic violence situation. Mm. One of the things that my parents have really taught me was to stay aware okay pay attention you know sometimes we may not be right sometimes we we lack in you know in the knowledge because yeah. we get so far into the facade of what we want yeah we like I said before we overlook the flag yeah we want to be in love we want to be in love and one thing that I've learned was your discernment would tell you everything and I, it just felt familiar. Just certain things that, you know, it's just certain things that you say, how they say it. When you get them comfortable in their zone, you'll see it. Yeah. Just get them comfortable in their zone, you'll see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I dealt with. So I was able to spot it. And, hey, it came out. It was what it was. And the crazy thing about that is... You're not the only person who has came to me and told me that. I've had mm -hmm. two other people mm -hmm. say the same thing you said about this person. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, am, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to just sit back yeah. and just take a deep breath and be like, you know, I, I, I knew this. Yeah. I know I'm not crazy. I felt that you got a lot of heat for that statement. And it was heavily defended. And I can understand as a viewer looking at that, like, 
when in the world, but it's, I'm going to say from here on out, from 2020 and on, I'd be able to spot one too. And I've been able to learn so much. And I've talked to, I've talked to so many people who have been like, one girl told me, she says, that's all I attract is narcissists. And I said, we so got to change, gotta change the law of is. attraction. Yes. I said, we got to change that. Got to look into like who we are as a person and find out why this is attractive to you. Because for me, like you now, within minutes, I'd be like, okay, well, thank you so much. Have a good day. Like, we're not even going to exchange numbers. Because you can see it right yes. off. Is it, it, you can tell when you ask God to give you that yes. discernment. Yeah. Allow me to understand the signs. Let me pay attention in, to the conversation. Let me understand the manipulation emotion that they're giving me. Mm -hmm. Because that's the first thing that they do. They manipulate you with emotions, make you mm -hmm. feel like you need them, mm -hmm. make you feel like you don't, you won't have anything unless you're with them. And they'll do it in cute, like little ways that will attract us. Cause we're women. We yeah. like cute, sweet stuff. Yeah. But that's their attention getter to get you. And then, haha, I got her. Yeah. Now I'm going to do this and do that. So now you're in your vulnerable moment. I've had this podcast for over four years um, when I started the podcast, nobody had a podcast in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Um, so we're celebrating season five of the podcast. I like to bring people on. I want to celebrate them, support them, yeah. and share their stories. One of the things that I am is I'm very authentic. I like to have authentic conversations. And I think there came a point where I felt like this isn't going to work. The relationship that I was having, this isn't going to work. I'd like to no longer be in this relationship. I'd mm -hmm. like, you know, to say goodbye we tried, like, it was a great opportunity. It just doesn't work. And you know, as a woman, like, this isn't going to be a forever relationship. Yeah. So, like, and we can be friends. It's when the manipulation after that steps in and trying to convince you that you're seeing something that you're not seeing. The gaslighting. You don't know what you're talking about. You always think you, you, always think you know. <laughs> I'm watching you do interviews, and then you're coming home and telling me something different that's not happening. I'm watching the show. I'm watching interviews, and then I'm... I'm hearing this conversation in private, which is completely different. So now mentally, I'm questioning myself and the value of myself because I can't line up the truth from the reality. Mm -hmm. And so having researched that, I've become such a stronger person because of it. One of the things that I've learned, especially as I was a single mom for the first, um, for my son's first five years before mm -hmm. I, I ended up getting married. And I realized that as single mothers, we can kind of overcompensate. His father wasn't there 24-7. So I was constantly reassuring him, mm -hmm. doing things for him, bigging him up. and Filling up that void. Yes. I have talked to some of my friends, some of my girlfriends who are single mothers with sons and explained to them how we are hurting them for the women that they will date in the future. We are bringing up and raising narcissists. And it's not even something that we're trying to do. It's not even something we're aware of until it becomes the guy you're dating. Then you see the guy you're dating. I'm looking at you like, you're a 40-year-old man. Why aren't you taking out the trash? Why don't you know to do these things? Why do you think that I'm supposed to be doing all this stuff for you, helping you, helping you with your business? Help Because you mom spoiled did him it. back yes. then, and he didn't know that he needed to get up and do it himself. Right. Because he's a boy. Right. And that's I, one of the problems that... We have as women, as women yes. is spoiling our only son yes. or our baby and not saying, get up, take trash out or show him that it's not going to get done unless you get up and do it. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, a lot of the narcissism comes, it stems from childhood trauma. Absolutely. Things that you did not take care of yeah. or you won't express. And one thing with narcissists is that they're emotionless. Right. They won't express their emotions or they'll make you feel bad about trying to have them open it up. You're yeah. always trying to do something. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's like, I'm trying to open up, but how do I? Yeah. When you push me away because they're, they don't like to be vulnerable. But I think one of the most important things is, is that as women, we have to accept our responsibility in raising these men. So, so uh, to all my listeners who have young men, be aware of what you're doing to your son. But also as women, when we start dating a guy, I'm a nurturer. So I want to help. I want to help you with this. That's me too. (laughs) And that can also be our downfall. So we have to, we have to realize when we're with a man, okay, we're helping a little bit too much, which is what I was doing in the past. I won't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I realize now like you're doing too much and this isn't being reciprocated. Right. I think that's the key because there's nothing wrong with being a nurturer and helping you want him to also like. Yes. I want you to generally want to do it. Want to do it. Want to help me. Want to see me feel mushy or be in a good mood. It's because you want to. Right. Want yeah. to send me flowers. Yeah, and not feeling obligated. Because if a guy feels obligated to do stuff, it's not to me. I think it's not going to be from his heart. Right. Be from your heart. So that's one of the one of the ways. Like when you're dating a guy, and so how I appreciate it is if I have options. How a man just shows up and shows himself like I'm, I'm going to choose you and you're going to choose yes, me. Yes. Yeah. I, I like you in the same way. Like it's not me like heavily going after you, gaslighting you, putting all this stuff. No, like we're going to we're going to get to know each other and we're going to take turns on introducing ourselves to each other and we're going to choose each other. And also, I want someone to be emotionally comfortable, someone naturally choosing me. I would love for a man to emotionally choose me, mm-hmm. not just choose me physically, mm-hmm. but emotionally want to care, emotionally want to have those feelings and is there for me yeah. as well as I'm there for them and be okay with that and not feel in competition because most men won't let their guard down if they feel like they're in competition with you. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. You were on a show with a competition that would have been so hard for me because I assume those multiple men are dating women as well. I just never see them. Mm -hmm. Seeing them would have been, I would have been Denise on the show because I would have been like, I mean, what are we doing? Like, we've been here for two days. Like, I mean, is there any other option? I'm the best option. So you're mine now. No, (laughs) it was you, you. You, I don't want to say pick, but you choose yeah. who is kind of familiar to your life. Yeah. And both guys were athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coaching and training, and that's what I do. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, we, you know, we're compatible in that area. I'm able to talk sports to you. Yeah. And have that cocky, quirky personality with you during the season. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's kind of comfortable with that. Watching yeah. the show, it seemed like Tony was more of a match. And I'm only on the outside looking, but it seemed like Tony was more of a match to you than Calfani. But because Calfani was an option and not an automatic 
choice, it became, I want Calfani. I mean, looking at the chemistry between you and Tony, it seemed almost inevitable. So what was the difference between the two men and what made you choose like one over the other or did you? Well, I think more so it was timing Mm -hmm. of with each other. Mm -hmm. I had more time with Calfani because the eyes in the sky, (laughs) it was made how it was made, right? Okay. (laughs) But Tony and I have more of a natural connection because he's fun and bubbly. Yeah. I'm fun and bubbly with the little spark, you know? So it was kind of inevitable when we were together at that at that time mm-hmm. now i met i met tony first yeah you know okay well i really i met david first first okay. first from the beginning <laughs> from the way jump from you the like first. chocolate <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know my mom and daddy chocolate so i can't help it. <laughs> but it was david it's just somebody who that's you know i really don't have a preference it's just someone that yeah you know, catches your niche, catches yeah. your 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 thing. And that's what it was. Unfortunately, I didn't know David was going to la- not last. Yeah. And then it was what it was, okay. girl. Okay. We tried it's, to figure it out. Right. It's funny that you said uh, Tony's bubbly personality because Tony and I have the same exact birthday. Every time I see him, like, he's happy. We laugh and joke. So I love seeing him out in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I think he's doing some stuff in New York now. Oh. Yeah, he's doing like some act. He's doing like some acting stuff. I told you, people are out here acting oh. now. <laughs> oh and yeah, being yeah. Models and all that. Yeah, stuff. I thought it was in Houston. The show that you're working on, that you're producing, is it going to be something here in Houston? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can we talk about it or just yes, a we little? can. Okay. Yes, we can. It's so already... tell us about it. Well, it's you know it's a little. Well, it's a TV show that I've written few years ago, okay. um, I had another cast, mm-hmm. but unfortunately life happens. Yeah. So I created another cast. and But the cast is now open for recasting. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much how TV shows yeah, go. Pilots. Yeah, pilots. Yeah. So that's where it's at right now. And it's just about the ins and outs of what goes on in Hollywood. The yeah. ins and outs and what it takes to make it. You have dealt with, because you've been an actress, because you've been a model, you've worked with you know, people behind the scenes, people in the industry. Mm -hmm. We've heard lots of things about what it's like to date in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a different kind of world. Yeah. So how successful did you feel in that environment dating versus the ready to love environment? Or was it similar, would you say? Because ready to love was different from Mm -hmm. what what I've done before. Mm -hmm. How can I say this? It was just it's different. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the guys before, it was expected. They already knew yeah. where I was, who I, you know, what I was doing and everything. Yeah. So it's expected. And they were in the same life. That makes so sense. So they get it. Yeah. So now that from Ready to Love, because Ready to Love did what it did for me, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want them to, I, I, I don't want to meet nobody who's watched <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I want you to know who Denise is before okay. that. That's interesting. Or before you knew I was on TV and a model. Yeah. And let me introduce you to my world okay. instead of you already knowing my world. Because then you're going to already have notion of who I am, yeah. what I'm about. Yeah. Oh, you Hollywood. No, I'm not. It's kind of like someone um, asking for your Instagram 
yeah. instead of asking for your telephone number. Yeah. And they ask for your Instagram so they can go and look at your pictures and size you up and figure you out and then approach you instead of old fashioned, what we're used to, give me your telephone number. Let's talk on the phone and get to know each other. And that's why I have my Instagram, how I have it now. It's just basic pictures. Mm. I'll do like simple, cute little videos and mm. stuff and just keep it that way. So when I'm dating. It's a good idea. You know what I mean? Oh I'm, just, I'm just, I, I'm not out here for the likes. Yeah. I'm not out here for the Instagram clout. Yeah. Nothing like that. What I do is on the inside. I'm creating residual income. Yeah. I don't care about how many likes and followers and stuff and I have I'm I'm not I'm not lusting for attention and recognition and to look at me. Yeah. I'm not lusting over that. Yeah. So if you had an opportunity to do the show again, would you? If it was the narrative changed. What would the narrative need to change? Um if it was my own show. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If it was my own show, um I possibly do it because that way I'm in control of how it goes. Yeah. How much did editing affect your character on the show? I can honestly say editing affect me a lot because you're not really getting who Denise Smith is. Yeah. My personality, you can walk around Houston and I haven't wronged nobody. Yeah. I'm I'm authentic, you know, and I think what the show showed was my defense. Yeah. To shady stuff. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. So I'm always going to be Denise and I'm not going to change that just because it's TV. I'm not selling my soul to the devil. Yeah. You know, like if you did something wrong or if something was shady, you wouldn't do that in real life. So yeah. don't do that to me right now. Yeah. So that's just an example. You know, just- during the reunion, you and Adriana had a heated conversation. And that's kind of what you said. Like, you wouldn't walk up to me and do that in real life. And so it was kind of like a respect. And she that you said she didn't know me in real life. I could have went back and forth, but, yeah. you know, you it's like a loss. I get it. Yeah. This is TV. It's yeah. entertainment. That's why, um, you know. Has the relationship <laughs> with Adriana changed since the airing of that? Have you got, because we run into each other. I see all the cast members Throughout, you know, anytime there's a different event, have you guys had an opportunity to run into each other and maybe fix that situation? Yes, actually, Adrian and I, we don't, we don't have any beef. It's yay, not, that's awesome. No, but that's the thing, we never did. Okay, it was like I said before, the setup. Okay, and I'm pretty sure she ain't want to do that. Yeah, they probably, you know what I mean. It's entertainment. Yeah, it was probably set up for that. Yeah, and I get it. I don't have no real beef with her. I don't know her personally. Mm-hmm. And I see her out, you know, she's a bartender. Yeah. Baby girl, she, she can make a mean drink. I ain't even <laughs> lie. So I, I have no, you know, I don't have no ill, bad blood with her. It's, yeah. Look, it's the job. Yeah. So Ready to Love no has opened up a door or an opportunity for you to do the show? Or was this something that you were working on? Did it at least help elevate your career? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. A lot of my connections and friends from New York and L.A., mm-hmm. they're like, yo, D.I.C., yo, what's up? Yo, I'm finna fly you out, so you finna... <laughs> <laughs> they're now in a different position and yeah. executive positions, and now it's like, you know, you got your stuff together? Yeah. I'm finna get it together. Hold on, let me get it together in packages, <laughs> and I'm coming. You know, so I'm in a position now where they're receiving me. Yeah, that's so good. That's, yeah. 
I thought that not that they didn't before, <laughs> but you know, you you it takes steps to get there. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. And it helps when you're on a platform and they get to see you perform. Like you're, I'm gonna say, like yeah. watching you help. I mean, like everyone, you were the talk of the show, Denise. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you guys got it. I think it was MTV nominated. nomination. Yeah, because of you. Not one, not and two, like, yeah. and not four. Yeah. So uh-huh. I mean, you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, hey, we wanted to get nominated for something. <laughs> right. I got that phone call from one of the from one of the productions from the show and was yeah. like, well, Denise. <laughs> it paid off. Something. <laughs> I said, I appreciate you, my brother, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> there is, I feel like there's a certain type of mentality that you have to have to be an actress anyway. Like, you have to be able to recite your lines and focus and hone in on that character. Mm-hmm. But you have to also, like, identify yourself as that character while you're in character. Yes. And that's one of the things that I'm bringing to Houston. Good. It's an acting class. Good. But, yes, you definitely have to be in tune with your emotions. Yeah. You have to be in tune with who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to recite the person that you are portraying to be. Mm-hmm. So you have to dig deep into that character, find some type of relation, yeah. and then be that Yeah, with no sheets. Yeah. It's like counseling, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, it's, it's a doozy. You had, like, a big personality on the show. We were able to see you, you know, before, during, and after. We've I've seen you out and about, and I'm glad that people have been able to come and speak to you and show you love in in the community. What else are you going to be working on, and where can we find you? Well, right now I am the host of the Celebrity Super Bowl Boat Cruise. Oh my W Hots. <laughs> it's what goes on on the ship, and we are sailing from Miami to Belize. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, February 11th through the 16th, mm. we are taking over the ship. We're jumping from city to city, throwing, oh you know, gosh. having a good time, but we are also partying with a cause. That sounds so much fun. Partying with a purpose. What's the cause? The cause is um, we're giving back to... Um, well, we went to Chicago. I can just tell you about Chicago. We okay. just came back from Chicago, mm-hmm. and we adopted a family who's been affected by gun violence. Okay. And um, a mother lost her son mm-hmm. due to gun violence. So we adopted a family, gave them $5,000, and um, just helped them, yeah. you know, with clothes and things that they may need yeah. or whatever. You know, and just trying to make a difference. Because we don't want to just party. Yeah, We want to party with a cause and yeah. help someone. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we did. And I think when we go to Chicago, we're going to do another thing. And we're into human trafficking. We're yes. doing stuff with that. So, you know, certain things that are coming up. We're going to do a- another city. We're going to do domestic violence. I'm going to speak on domestic violence. Yeah. It's like partying with the purpose now. Yeah, it's I no more that. just partying. For whatever. No, we're parting to make a difference. Yeah, I love that you're using your platform to yes. make a difference. That's what it's all about. And raise awareness. And if, you know, you have any questions or secretly want to know where you can find resources for domestic violence, yeah. we're going to have a hotline. We're going to have everything up for you. And party and come release all that yeah. on the ship with us. Yeah. So on social media, website, what like how can we yes, find you? You can find me on social media, of course, with Denise Noir. Instagram is Denise Noir21. Facebook is Denise Noir. 
I have my website, www.denisenoir.com. Everything Denise Noir. Just type in Denise Noir and I'm there with a C. What is um what is noir? Noir is it's it's really noir mm-hmm. and it's a French word for black. Okay. I'm a black woman. Okay. I'm a black queen. I'm You also um, have some merchandise. I also have yeah. merchandise. Yes, I do, girl. I'm <laughs> doing your research. <laughs> I do. So on my website, denisenoir.com, I have merch. I have it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Keep it cute. Keep it cute, honey. Uh, that's that's <laughs> my hashtag. Keep it cute. Colorism is not my issue. Bullshit is. <laughs> I have that. And I also created a goddess oil. Mm-hmm. It's a black woman goddess oil where it's a natural female arousement. Mm-hmm. So when you put it on, it naturally, the men, you know, hey, okay. what you got on? It's just a natural I need arousement. That. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did a restock, so you better get it's yours. It's season. I'm, and you will definitely get cupped quite a few times. <laughs> put on some oil. Right when you get out the shower, you put that arousement. It's 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 amazing, girl. I can't wait to try it out. I'm gonna hit you up, and I'm gonna be like Denise. I got cupped. You know what? I'm. You know what? Just for that, I'm gonna bring you some next yes. time we meet up. Okay, I good. Know be at Billy House or whatever. Right. <laughs> that sounds good. Yes. I well, I that. am wishing you all the best. I know you're gonna narrow down. Your options soon. I can't wait to get the update when I I know. You. <laughs> Do you know my DM is like, Denise, we are waiting to see you. We're waiting to see wait. And then some is like, you're hiding. I know you're with Calvani. And I'm like, well, wait. <laughs> and then I just got a message the other day that's saying, you know, Anthony really loves you. He just doesn't know how to say it. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say it like that, but they was like, he loves you, we see it. <laughs> Anthony was my pick for you, for sure. <laughs> oh, girl, that was everybody pick. Put some oil on and go stand again. <laughs> it got it up. It, <laughs> it got him one time. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you're here tonight with me Thank for In Their Closet so Podcast. I'm so glad I finally got you on. I've been wanting to talk to you forever. I know. So <laughs> I've been chasing you down. Denise, when you come in. So I'm glad that you're here. So I appreciate your time tonight. No problem. Yes, Thank you ma'am. for having me, girl. You know, I got you. Yes. And thanks, you guys, for listening to this episode of In Their Closet.